Good evening, friends. It is your host, Itota O. Samson. I'm very glad. I'm happy to come your way in a time like this. And it is my prayer that the Lord God Almighty will teach us His word this evening, will give us direction, will teach us how we are to go, what we are to do with the word that is about to give us this evening and it will teach our hearts to get proper understanding so that at the end of it all we will direct our heart to do the will of God in Jesus name I have prayed amen we shall continue from where we stopped in our last episode this will be the part three of the message title which says guide your heart with all diligence guide your heart with all diligence that is what we have been looking at since the beginning of last week and we believe god that he will guide us he will give us direction on what we are to do we have been looking at this since last week and we are going to continue this week and i believe that the lord god almighty at the end of this message we flood our hearts with light with direction so that our heart will not be filled with fitness and pollution filled with things that can distance us far away from god in jesus name Today, my concentration is going to be on the two kind of hearts. The two kind of heart. The two kind of heart. That is my concentration this evening. That is what I'm going to be looking at under this part three of Guide Your Heart with All Diligence. I'm going to be looking at the two kinds of heart. Right from... Old Testament, which is the laws and the prophets, down to the New Testament, the New Covenant, we have always have people whose hearts were right with God, and also those whose hearts were not right with God. We have those who were for God and those who were also against God. Now, why am I concentrating on the issue of heart guidance? The issue of the heart is not a joking matter. It's a very serious matter. If believers take time to properly direct their heart with the word of God, properly cancel their heart to receive the counsel of God. I believe most of the challenges we have today would not be here. The problems we have in our broken marriages, Christian homes, the backsliding that we have today, the crisis that we have around our neighborhood, our states, and our country, in the city where we reside. 
if the heart of men were properly guided, these things would not be there. Because when our heart, be, when we don't get our heart, to become vulnerable for the devil to use. And when the devil have access to the heart of man, he can manipulate him or her to do his will. That is why believers, Christ Jesus must make it a very serious matter to guide their heart diligently. Praise the Lord. Now, I will want to start reading from Genesis chapter 2, verse 9. But before then, let's go to the test we have been using for this message, which is Proverbs chapter 4. Let's us take up from there. Genesis chapter 4, verse 23. Now, this is the third part to this message. And if you are listening to me, you don't have part 1. Part 2, there is need for you to go and download it so that you can follow us fully. Praise God. Now, let's read. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring... The issues of life spring the issues of life in our previous episode i did establish that we are the thought life of our heart that is the thoughts the behavior and the character that we display outside for the world to see is as a result of what is going down deep inside of us. Last time, I read a scripture to us in Mark chapter 7. Jesus telling us that it is not what comes into a man that defile him. Rather, what comes out from his heart, those are the things that that uh, defile a man praise god now let's go back to genesis chapter 2 verse 9 genesis 2 9 says i read and out of the ground the lord god made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food the tree of life was also in the midst of the garden. And the tree of the knowledge, take notes, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now you find out that Adam and Eve disobeyed God. When God formed man in his own image and likeness, he placed in man all the attributes that was in him. All the attributes that was in God was fully manifested in Adam. 
The presence of God was around him. The life of God was completely in him. Eternal life was working in him. Could not be affected by infection. Could not contact any infection. It could not be... um, it could not be eaten by those fierce animals like we have then today. Why? Because he was completely made in the fullness of God. But a time came when disobedient arose from their heart. And in the Garden of Eden, the tree of life was in the midst of the garden. And in the same garden, you also have the tree of knowledge of good and evil but Mahadin eats from the tree of life but rather choose to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so you find out that evil from creation right from creation evil and good has existed evil and good has existed and as a result of that from genesis down to uh, malachi from malachi down to revelation or sorry from genesis to malachi from matthew to revelation you see that men have always been in subjection to god and at the same time, some men have also been in insubordination to God. Some have good heart toward God. Why some doesn't also have good heart towards God? Now today we are going to be looking at those heart. And those heart we are going to be looking at is the good heart and the evil heart. These are the two hearts we are going to be looking at. The good hearts and an evil heart. Now, the good heart is not against God, but the evil heart is an an enemy, is an enemy of God. Now, from the day Adam and Eve took they partake of that tree, they change completely. They change, yes, they change completely. Knowing how to do good and at the same time knowing how to do evil. But the time came when evil now exceeded the good that was in the heart of man. Praise the Lord. Now, as we continue, I want us to look at uh, Genesis chapter 4, I read from verse 1 to 8. Genesis chapter 4, from verse 1 to 8, this was the case with um, Cain and Abel. Now Adam knew Eve's wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Then she bore again. This time his brother. This, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. 
and in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel. His brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Praise God. You see, they both presented an offering before God. The offering of Abel was respected. Why? Because as a result of his heart, as a result of of his heart now let me move back a bit again to verse 3 he said and in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord are you getting it it, it, it wasn't the Bible didn't tell us here that it was rotten fruit he brought or good fruit he brought like as we have it today most people will say God in respect is um, offering because it brought rotten fruit i don't know how truthful that is but from what i reading to us here now it indicate that the fruit was either good or bad but it only states that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the lord and Abel also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat and the lord respected Abel and his offering but he did not respect Cain and his offering and Cain was very angry and his countenance fell so the Lord said to Cain I'm reading all over again why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen his countenance fell as a result of his heart his heart wasn't right with God Cain's heart was not right with God. He said, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And his desire is for you, but you should rule over it. God expects us to rule over sin that is trying to rule over our heart. Praise God. He expects us to rule over sin, not to ha- not to allow sin to rule over us. Because by so doing, we are cut from God. We are cut off from God. And we are cut off from the life of God because sin is what is what plays a war between us and God. That's what sets us apart from the Creator. That is why we must daily guide our heart. Now you see what has happened to Cain here. His heart was open. So sin came into his heart 
and lord over his heart and as a result of that look at verse it what happened now cain talked with abel his brother and it came to pass when they were in the field that cain rose against abel his brother and killed him why because that was what was playing in his heart this was the first murder case in the bible the very first one and you remember from what we read in mark chapter 7 let's quickly move back to mark chapter 7 let me read from 20 read from verse 20 he said, and he said, what comes out of a man that defies a man? For from within, out of, from, from, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders. You see? Murders. So, murder occurs in the heart before it is fully executed. So, the first place where murder starts, it starts from the heart. No wonder Jesus Christ says that, Whoever dislikes his brother is a murderer. That is not the action yet now. For having that thought alone in his heart makes him a murderer. So this man executed what has been going down deep inside his heart. Why? Because he could not lord over sin, but allow sin to rule over him. Praise God. So he was... Uh, his, his offering was discarded not as a result of bad fruits or good fruit now but as a result of the state of his heart his heart wasn't wasn't right with god as Abel's heart was with god praise god his heart was right with god and thereafter after what has happened you can see how king turned out so sin was looking for him and he allowed sin. Up to that point of murder, Cain see have the power to rule over sin. But he could not, as we have seen, verse 8 of that chapter 4 of Genesis. Rather, he allowed sin to rule over him. And, as he, and at the end, he killed his brother. Why? Because he allowed sin to come into his heart. The same thing that is happening to us, many of us believers today, there's a message that is flying everywhere, once saved, always saved. It's not biblical. It's not the word of God. It's not the word of God. Those who don't take heed to their heart, they say, should we continue in sin that grace may abound? abound? No. Romans chapter 6 verse 1. We cannot continue in grace. In, in, we cannot continue in sin and be expecting the grace of God to continue. So we must daily fight everything, everything that we want to take the place of God in our hearts. We must fight it daily. We must do that. We must do that. We must fight against it. He said, what shall we say? Romans chapter, Romans chapter 6, verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? This is what, these are the messages that some believers uh, are listening to today. That one save is always saved. So you can continue to live a life of sin. You are still saved. 
You don't need to renew your mind. You are still saved. You don't need to guide your heart. You are still saved. Praise God. And that is most certainly not true according to what we have in the scripture. Now let's look at Matthew chapter 12 verse 35. We have looked at that scripture before. But I want us to look at it again. Matthew chapter 12 verse 35 12 35 He said a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things permit me to read it again a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things that was what happened to to cain cain was um an evil man that has an evil heart his heart was full of deceits because why he allows him to rule over him he allows him to lord over him so you can see the issue of the good heart and the bad heart the bad heart is always against god the evil heart is against god bad heart is against god but the upright heart the godly heart and the good heart is for god is for God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It is my prayer that the Lord will so much open our eyes to understand tonight in the name of Jesus. Now let's go to First King chapter 3. First King chapter 3. I want us to look at the story of Solomon. First King chapter three. First King is after Second Samuel. First King chapter three. Now I will take my reading from verse sixteen. Verse sixteen. As we are, we take my reading from verse sixteen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Then two women who were harlots came to the king and stood before him. And one woman said, Oh my Lord, this woman and I dwell in the same house. And I gave birth while she was in the house. Then it happened the third day after I had I had given birth that this woman also gave birth and we were together and we were together there was no one with us in the house except the two of us in the house and this woman and this woman's son died in the night because she lay on him so she arose in the middle of the night 
and took my son from my side. Why your maidservants slept and laid him in her bosom, and laid a dead child in my bosom. And when I arose in the morning to nurse my son, there was there he was dead. But when I had examined him in the morning, indeed he was not my son whom I had born. Then the other woman said, No. But the living one is my son, and the dead one is your son. And the first woman said, No, but the dead one is your son, and the living one is my son. Thus they spoke before the king, and the king said, The one says, This is my son who lives, and your son is the dead one. And the, one, and the other says, No, but your son is the dead one. And my son is the living one. Then the king said, Bring me a sword. So, so they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Divide the living child in two and give half to one and half to the other. Then the woman whose son was living spoke to the king, for she yearned with passion for her son. And she said, O oh, my lord, Give her the living child, and by no means kill him. But the other said, Let him be neither mine nor yours, but divide him. So the king answered and said, Give the first woman the living child, and by no means kill him. She is his mother. Praise God. Can you see that? That is what a good heart and an evil heart now I, I would like to read a part of that scripture again which is verse 26 then the woman whose son was living right spoke to the king for she yearned with compassion for her and she said oh my lord give her the living child and by no means kill him. But the other said, Let him be neither mine nor yours, but divide him. You can see the good heart and the evil heart there. You can see what played out. You can see the wickedness that was in the other lady's heart, whose child was already dead. Or the one whose son was living, yearned with compassion and said, let us not kill this child, but rather let's leave the child for the woman who said the child is for her. And the king was wise to pass a good judgment over to the one who was right. Praise God. Now let's look at um, Psalm chapter 51 verse 7. Psalm chapter 51 verse 17 rather psalm chapter 51 verse 17 all right i read the sacrifice of god are a broken spirit a broken and a contrite heart 
this one, O Lord, you will not despise. A contrite heart, a heart that is right with God, a heart that is godly, a heart that does not devise wicked counsel against his neighbor, a heart that does not take, that does not derive joy or take joy in destroying others. Psalm chapter 24 verse 4 or rather let's take it from verse 3. Psalm chapter 24 from verse 3 to 4. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully he who has clean hands and a pure heart. A clean hand is as a result of a pure heart. There can be no clean hand unless there is a pure heart. Praise God. A clean hand results from a pure heart. And it's only by the purity of our heart it's only as a result, it can only be as a result of the sanctity of our heart that we can see the Lord, that we can daily dwell in the presence of the Lord. Impurity in our heart will not give us that opportunity, that grant to be able to stand in the presence of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. The Beatitudes. 5, 8. Blessed are the pure. You see, the same pure we have in Psalm chapter 24, verse 4. We have it here again. It says, Blessed are the pure. Who are the pure? The good in heart. Those whose hearts are right with God. Those whose heart does not rejoice in iniquity. Alright. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. So purity of, of heart gives us the assurance and the guarantee of seeing the Lord. Hallelujah. Holiness comes from the heart. Now let's look at Hebrew chapter 12. Hebrew chapter 12. Hebrew chapter 12. Let's look at the part I want to read to us there. Hebrew chapter 12, 14. Pursue peace with all men and holiness, without which no one will see God. Holiness comes from the heart, not from the body. Holiness comes from the heart. The last time we established that with the heart, a man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. What gives us salvation is not the confession. Alright? So what gives us complete salvation is the heart. Our mouth is not what gains gain salvation. It is our heart that gains salvation. 
praise the Lord. Now, Roman, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, If any man is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Whole things are passed away and all things are become new. What he's talking about there is not the physical man, he's talking about the heart nature of that man. The heart of that man have re received the newness of life, which is in Christ Jesus. So when he say, if any man or if anyone is in Christ Jesus, is a new creation. He is a new creation. Why? Because his heart is right with God. Just the way he made Adam. Adam was no longer a new creation. Though he were, until he partook of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He was not distant away from new creation. Far away from new creation. He was no longer a new creation. As a result of the art of his disobedience by partaking of that tree of the um, tree of knowledge of good and evil. Partook, the moment he partook of that tree, he was cut off from that new creation. Praise God. And again, he's assuring us now that if anyone is now in Christ, praise God. That is the Son of God is a new creation that is trying to restore that first place that Adam were when his heart was only for God, not for this world. Hallelujah. We are restored back to that nature, that environment that God once placed around Adam. Adam was a new creation. He was a new creation. He was the first man in creation. And God made him with the wholeness that was in himself. So when a man believes in Christ, he becomes like God, which Adam were in the beginning. Why? Because his heart has been turned completely from wickedness, from evil from iniquity transgression and non-lawlessness and torn into joy peace love faithfulness kindness you name it praise the lord um it is my prayer that the lord we teach us teach our heart to be godly teach our heart to follow after him time after time so that we can bear fruit, can bear fruit that um, the world can see in us and cause them to follow us, cause them to that, that, that first of all cause them to follow Christ and cause them to follow the the practice of the way we now live our life in following Christ. Praise God. But all these things 
we take place if we guide our hearts with all diligence. The issue of the heart, the issue of the mind is a very delicate thing. The issue of the heart is a very delicate thing. In the, in the world that we have today, so many things run through the heart of men. So many things. So many things. The desire to covet, to kill, to steal, to destroy, to disobey comes from the heart. It comes from the heart. That's where everything resides. That is why I'm encouraging you, believers, wherever you are listening to me, whether in Africa, in Asia, in America, Europe, anywhere you are listening to me, you hold it as a responsibility. It is your duty to daily guide your heart with all diligence. I've been able to show to you the good heart and an evil heart. These are the two kind of heart that the Bible has um, shown to us and I've been able to I believe God will explain it much more to us. There are many instances, many many instances in the Bible where you have two set of people you always have two set of people one who is for God and the other which is not for God. But I don't want us to be among those who are not for God but rather those who are for God Praise God, those who are for God, so that our life can daily reflect what God wants us to be. Because it is the desire of God that we live a life that can draw others to Him. And this starts from our heart. Matthew chapter. Five. Let me read from verse 14. Matthew chapter 5. Let me read from verse 14. Pray that the Lord will help us. That's my prayer. Even in these last days, all manner of things are happening in the world. Even depression itself, anxiety, they are the product of the heart. The heart. Before the spirit of a man dies, his heart is the first thing to give up. And when the heart dies, physically speaking, the man is dead. Matthew 5, I read from verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father in heaven. This is the state of your heart. You become a light inside of you first, before you become a light to the world. You are first of all a light inside and thereafter a light to the world. You are a lamp. What's the word there? Lamp. Lamp there first of all means the state 
of your heart, the state of your spirits, okay, the, the, the condition of your heart is the lamp there. Let's, let's, let's look at that verse um, 15 again. Say, no, do they light a lamp and put it under a basket? Thank you, Lord Jesus. But on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. The light will first of all um, come out from the heart. The light will first of all come out to the world to benefit the world if it has been previously placed in the state of lights. What I mean is this. Before you can become a light to the world, you must first of all be a light to yourself. And praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said, you are the light of the world. What makes you a light of the world? Because of the way you live. What determines the way you live is your heart. Your attitude is the state of your heart. Your character is the state of your heart. The desire to kill and destroy is the state of your heart. The desire to follow God. The desire to serve God. The desire to commit apostasy. The desire to move away, to backslide, to be isolated from among the, the brethren is from the heart. Praise God. The works of the flesh, before they manifest in the flesh, the heart must have given approval. Hallelujah. The Lord will give us understanding. He will give us understanding. Now, Matthew chapter 5, verse 27. He said, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. <laughs> Praise God. Our heart begins and ends with us. It begins and ends with us. Oh yes, it begins and ends with us. Matthew chapter 5 verse 21. You have heard that it was said to those of old. You shall not murder, and whoever murder will be in danger of the judgment. 22. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, You fool, shall be in danger of hell. Can you see that? All these things are from the heart. Before the mouth speak, the heart must agree praise god he said out of the abundance praise god let's look at matthew chapter 12 now so that we can quote the scripture rightly matthew chapter 12 